Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Uh, this is um, my first podcast of the week. Of course, Monday was a holiday. Tyler uh, covered for me yesterday. And i got to say, I, I've, I've been watching uh, over and over again uh, some of the highlights from the football games this weekend, specifically the crowd scenes of these packed college stadiums with kids having a blast, adults having a blast, everybody putting coronavirus insanity in deep, deep, deep into the rearview mirror, as it should have been for so such a long time. And then this weekend, I'm not a particularly big NFL fan anymore, but we'll see the same thing this weekend in the NFL. You'll see a little more insanity there uh, left over because uh, it's the Woke League, of course. So you'll see a few masks. By and large, you're going to see packed stadiums with, again, people having a good time putting coronavirus insanity behind them. And, uh, boy, do we ever welcome that. It's just time to, it's time for, uh, you know what, the American people are, are doing what we always knew the American people would wind up doing, right? Uh, that we would put it into coronavirus insanity uh, and, and on our terms. And that's what's happening now. And, uh, you know, next up, and this is going to be the phase of coronavirus insanity that, that we're not only rooting for, but we're all going to enjoy quite a bit. By all of us, I mean probably like ninety percent of the American population. The ten percent of them, they're they're just really uh, they're beyond help. They they really have have lost the goddamn minds, and they just can't be helped anymore. But the ninety percent of us, the just patriotic thinking intellectuals that uh, know what being an American really means, we then get to go target the criminals, like Tyler talked about yesterday with Fauci the fraud, the criminals. That put us through these last 18, 19 months, these imposters that uh, tried to use uh, communism, uh, climate change. They couldn't make climate change work for them, right? Uh, that, 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 uh, that hustle wasn't getting the job done. So they, they invented coronavirus insanity uh, to, to try to uh, put us out of our misery, really right into communism. And folks, they almost succeeded. Not that, not that we've won yet. But, uh, but again, I, I always bet on America and Americans, and I think that's a safe bet today. I really feel good about it as we uh, start to, to lead the way out of this craziness. Um, you know, so much to talk about going forward with this, and it is going to be fun uh, getting some justice and some payback for the criminality that, that's, uh, you know, we just, you, you like to believe you can trust the, the people that, that run your government. And the people that run your, your health organizations like the FDA and the CDC and the National Institute of Health. And now just to find out they're nothing more than the political hack jobs. That's what these, these, uh, these federal institutions now are. And it's time for some payback. It's going to be time for some comeuppance here. And I think it's really going to start, you know, with the midterms next year uh, with a uh, just a steamroll job that should happen next year. I guess unless they can find a way to rig the uh, these congressional races like they rigged the presidential election of 2020. But barring that, you know, we're talking about never-before-seen Republican victories. The record 64 seats uh, picked up in a single midterm uh, against Barack Obama. We're looking at 80-plus seats the Republicans will win, have a huge majority in the House, take back the Senate, make Joe Biden toothless, uh, there's another joke there to be had somewhere and then, uh, and really start to make things right. And again, congressional hearings to target the criminals like Fauci, the fraud and all of these 
communist. I mean, they really are communist. Really, to, to, to root out all the communism that's bur burrowed so deeply into the American way of life uh, throughout our, our, our universities, right? Throughout our, now, even we're finding out, even through, uh, through grade schools, uh, with these, uh, these crazy policies of trying to teach our kids that they're all racist and that uh, systemic racism is, is a big problem throughout the white community. I mean, it's the craziest thing you've ever heard. Um, but that's how communism wins. And, uh, you know, thank God we're not Australia. You know, we're not past the point. They, they appear to be. New Zealand certainly is. Canada looks like it's, it, it may well be lost. But if America can take our country back and, and set things straight, you know, we'll give give hope to the likes of the UK, which is right there borderline, you know, uh, and then our neighbor to the north uh, as well. All right, folks, let's cover the markets today. Uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, it's, we, we, uh, we've been talking about this a little bit here with you, and that is that all the uh, VRA investing system, you know, we just reached extreme, we, we reached extreme overbought on our momentum oscillators. Not all of them, but some. And that's really how the markets have been working since the uh, the March highs. Uh, you know, we had a sell-off after March uh, because rates jumped. And since that time, every time the markets have reached extreme overbought, beginning with stochastics, that's been number one. So when one of our four major indexes, Dow Jones, SP500, NASDAQ, or, or Russell 2000, each time, I mean, each time that they've hit over extreme overbought and stochastics, that's 90% plus, they have reversed lower. And... Um, so it's not really a surprise that that's kind of happening now. Got to remember, Nasdaq just hit all-time highs yesterday, so we're not talking about much. But we did see a bit of a move lower today, and I also tell you that our our, uh, our VRA investing system right now, as we told our subscribers this morning, right now we sit at nine out of twelve screens bullish. This is our system we've had uh, that I've had I've developed over a thirty-six year, year uh, time frame, uh, based on uh, the work of my mentors, the things they taught me, and uh, right now we're at nine out of twelve screens bullish. Uh, we have uh, uh, two screens that are bearish, and that's valuations and uh, our, our uh, 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 valuations and what's the uh, – oh, the internals. Yeah, the internals. Valuations and internals right now are our bearish screens. Uh, these can both be – they can both, by the way, flip to bullish screens, and we think it, they probably will here inside the next 30 to 45 days, if not less. But right now they are bearish, and we have one neutral screen as well, uh, and that screen – is uh, our momentum oscillators, and uh, that's the, again that's neutral right now. So nine out of twelve screens bullish. Uh, we have uh, twelve, well, twelve screens altogether. Um, eight, eight fundamental, four technical. That's how the very investing system is set up. Uh, maybe one of these days we'll have a podcast where we cover that only and kind of break down the. Uh, uh, the very investing system. It's kind of hard to do on a podcast, but uh, there you have it. We are uh, we are still waiting for a pullback. We have uh, taken uh, positions here, uh, taken profits in about five positions over the last uh, three and a half, four months. And uh, we're going to sit back and wait a little bit. We're looking for a little bit. You know, again, September is not a great month. You know, September is actually the worst month of the year. So we, we would actually uh, like to see some selling come in, work off these overbought conditions, give us some once again some really good buying opportunities to load up once again as we head into year end. Because, folks, we do expect this to be a melt up into year end. This is a melted bull market that's still in its, sec just its second year. And so we've got a long ways, uh, a long runway ahead of us. And again, it's always about picking your spots. And that's our discipline here. 
when we're involved in an investment that reaches extreme overbought, we take profits, and then um, we look to, to buy lower. Talking about e our, our use of ETFs, leverage ETFs, that kind of thing. Uh, Marcus, here, here we go. Let's cover this too. That's why we're here today. The Dow Jones today really came back well off the lows. At one point, down over 200 points today, finishing down just 68 points at 35,031. Uh, uh, SP of 100, almost exactly the same percentage loss, uh, just down fractionally, really five points at 45.14. NASDAQ today uh, was down uh, six tenths of 1%, also recouped a lot of its losses at 15,286. Again, all time highs just yesterday. And our biggest loser on the day was Russ 2000, down 1.1%. You know, uh, small caps have had really gotten uh, uh, some, some wind at their sales. So I, I, I think this is going to be a really good buying opportunity in small caps. Again, this is the only broad market index that has, not, that has yet to hit all-time highs. The other three, of course, have. And this is still working off all-time highs from last March. But there's a lot of value in this group. And... Um, from a seasonality point of view, the time to buy small caps is like the second week of, of, uh, of October. That's the ideal time uh, to, to ride into year end. But I kind of think this year is going to jumpstart that. Uh, again, there's just so many reasons to be bullish liquidity. It's a structural bull market. Uh, earnings, we, we know we cover, this, uh, we cover this a lot here. And this is a multiple market of size and scope, both in the U.S. and globally. Um, what else? Okay, let's take a look at the internals. Uh, pretty much what you would expect on a day like this. Um, again, extreme overbought on some of our momentum oscillators, and so we're seeing uh, two to one negative readings. Uh, you'd like to see these be a little bit better than they are. Uh, when the market is ready to start going higher again consistently, these internals will start to dramatically improve. They tried that over the last, really the last week and a half or so, and then... Um, uh, Friday's internals weren't good. Yesterday's were not great. And then today, two to one negative, pretty much across the board. Bands decline, up, down volume. Um, uh, and as far as new 52-week highs lows, they did come in positive today. 180 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just uh, 90 hitting new 52-week lows. That, that was a nice positive there. In our sector watch today, of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, we had, uh, what is that, five finished higher, six finished lower. Led to the downside by energy down 1.3%. Interesting, uh, because why were energy stocks down so much today? I, honestly, I'd love to know that reason, uh, because oil and gas soared today. Oil was up 1.5% today, Nat gas up almost 8% today. But uh, energy stocks did lead to the downside, down 1.3%. We expect to bounce back tomorrow. Materials down 1.1% to the upside. Utilities up a big 1.8% as the 10-year, surprise, surprise, uh, headed lower today. Uh, that's going to continue in our view. Uh, and again, not, not much change elsewhere. Real estate and consumer staples also up about six to seven tenths of one percent. And our commodity watch today. Oh, one more thing. Speaking of lower rates, uh, and the VIX, by the way, finished down today. The volatility index finished down. Uh, the put call ratio is elevated, uh, trading all day long today between uh, uh, like 0.85 to 0.90. More people buying puts than, than calls. As, as they typically do. That is not the sign of a bearish market. That's a sign of, of, of investor sentiment that's gotten too bearish. We see the same thing in the Fear and Greed Index is back below 50. You know, NASDAQ, all-time highs yesterday, and the Fear and Greed Index is 49, right? I mean, that's just, it's like insanity. Uh, investors have had one foot out of the door for a long time, and that's just not, that's just not the sign of a market top. 
anywhere near approaching. It is it's probably our, it is. It's my biggest reason to be hyper bullish in the market continues to be investor sentiment. But we also found out today, and this is again, this is going to be confusing to some people, not to you because you're the smart money, but today the Fed beige book came out and, uh, you know, they just said, uh, wait, we're starting to see uh, this uh, economic deceleration, their word for slower economy. And uh, they're all defensive about it and go, but but you know what, it's not, it's not, it's not because Biden's economy is not working. That's not it. And it's not that the U.S. economy isn't going to store under Biden, under under Yellen, right? Under Democrat control. That these are our boys and girls right there. They're all in the same uh, permanent ruling class. You know, the Federal Reserve and the and Democrat Party. They are the permanent ruling class, the deep state, etc. So they'll never say it's Biden's economic policies. What they did was, drum roll, please, blame it on coronavirus. In this case, to be more specific, the Delta variant, folks. After the Delta variant, again, who's testing for this? <laughs> if you have coronavirus, who's telling you, oh, you've got this variant, that variant? It's the craziest thing. We're going to look back and just laugh at this, especially at the total death count. This is a tough subject because, you know, even if I'm right and the CDC has pretty much admitted it, instead of 650,000 Americans dead, the real number is about 150, okay? It just is because people didn't die. All these people didn't die from coronavirus. They died with coronavirus. And I think most of us know that by this point. But 150,000 is still a lot of people dead. So, you know, it's, it's never anything you want to make light of. I'm certainly not doing that. But ask yourself this question. If we had been told all along that the death totals were 20% of what the grand total they claimed is, how would we have reacted? Would we have panicked like this? Right? Would the whole world have gone into shutdown? Would we be burying our kids and grandkids in debt? Right? If, if the death totals are 20% of what they've been claiming this whole time. I like to think that you know, we, we wouldn't have panicked. We, of course we wouldn't have. Right? This is part of the, uh, the way that they needed to fearmonger was with the death total. So, again, this is part of getting justice, you know, getting, getting uh, some payback uh, against the people like Fauci, the fraud, uh, when uh, Republicans get back in office. Hopefully this time, America first Republicans, not these rhinos that are really just part of the uniparty. Again, the permanent ruling class. Uh, but, the, you know, again, the Fed, get used to this, folks. Get used to the Fed saying the economy is slowing. They'll find another reason to, to, to blame it on. After the Delta variant, there'll be another variant that just won't stop uh, because they'll never, ever look themselves in the mirror and say that it's this our, our massive government policies, right, that are forcing out free market capitalism, slowing the economy down. That's what big government does. That's why big government is never the answer. And so this is going to continue as long as Joe Biden is president, as long as his policies remain in place. Just get used to it, folks. It's a guarantee. Take it to the bank. I'll write you a check. If I'm wrong, I will write you a check, all right, for, for, for being wrong. We'll have to figure out what that amount's going to be later. But I'm not going to be wrong. This is Barack Obama's third term. He, he's the only president never to have a better than 2% GDP in a single quarter in his eight years. And Biden, once we get past all this uh, funny money stimulus that's been uh, forced into the economy, we start getting some real economic data. Biden won't be running a 2% GDP growth either. Uh, it's just, that's just, again, and what does that mean? Why does it matter to us? Because it means we're going to have more QE. It means, it means rates are going to continue to move lower. And in this scenario, 
that's going to be hyper bullish for equities because it continues. There's no alternative. With all this free money sloshing around, it's got to go somewhere. It will continue to go into the markets. Our, uh, we'll have continued rise in our PE multiple, have multiple expansion. The markets will continue to soar for all the reasons we've talked about here for so long. And uh, that's, that's our playbook, and it, uh, there's no reason to change it. Even with slower economic growth, our playbook remains the same. I think that's the key here. And our commodity watch, uh, gold today down 740 back below $1,800 an ounce, unfortunately, at $1,791. Uh, this is a seasonally good time to be gold, uh, long gold and the miners. So let's see if that plays out again this year. Silver today down 38 cents at $24 an ounce. Copper down 5 cents at 4.23 a pound. Oil today again up a big dollar a barrel, 1.5, 1.6% at 69.38. Nat gas up a huge 8% today, actually 7.7% at the close. Um, and uh, Bitcoin, uh, I, you know what? I've already gone longer than I wanted to go, but I guess tell you on Bitcoin, Tyler and I talked a lot about it today. You've seen the big move lower. Um, what the Bitcoin hit what fifty three thousand or something, and it's now forty six thousand. So it's had a, a a pretty large percentage drop. Not as large as some of the smaller cryptocurrencies that have been you know, really been whacked fifteen percent plus or so in a very you know just a couple of days here. But today Bitcoin's at forty six thousand. Why does that matter? The two hundred day moving average sits at. 46,000. So moving averages matter, right? Technical analysis matters. And who knows if Bitcoin's going to bounce from here. But it's right now, right at the 200-day moving average. And the bigger story here, I think, is what's going on with lending. You know, and uh, uh, they, I think they tried to keep this story kind of quiet. But now Coinbase has announced that, yes, the SEC, there's a legal matter with the SEC. And it, and it has to do with margin lending. The, mar the, the lending capability of, of loaning out Bitcoin, which makes it a security. So now we're getting to the root of it. These cryptocurrencies don't want to be labeled a security because if they are, they will be under the regulation in the purview of the SEC. This is why cryptos got hit. Folks, I think this is a losing battle and that this is how the SEC will bring cryptocurrencies to heel. Uh, people like Mark Cuban should be careful what they ask for. He's asking for a fight. He's attacking the SEC already. Folks, when you attack the SEC, guess what you're doing? You are attacking the government. I have no problem with that. <laughs> we do that pretty much every day here. Uh, but when you are trying to get a new currency floated and you're trying to gain credibility and have a, a reputation that holds up under pressure, the last thing you want to do is being a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a in a brutal battle that could take years with the SEC over these lending uh, rules and regulations uh, about whether or not crypto, uh, Bitcoin and other cryptos are, in fact, a security or not. Because, again, if it is security, we're talking about regulation by the SEC, and that's just how it's going to be. So very important what happens here. Uh, not that they're going to listen to me. My recommendation is, look, if this is what the SEC has a problem with, then, then don't do it anymore. Yeah, I know a lot of money is tied up in the lending and the, uh, the, the, the loan payments made on cryptocurrencies, the margining in effect. I get that. But this is a whole new kind of battle, and, it, and I don't think it's going to have a positive outcome for cryptocurrencies. Uh, we continue to be out of our position here. Sold a little bit early, but we were disciplined to view our investing system. I'd uh, love to buy it cheaper, but this is the, if, this, if, this, if this does develop into the battle, that it appears it could develop into, then we've got, I think, I think lower prices are coming for cryptos. But if I'm reading it wrong, 
the, and this is just another great buying opportunity. I'll admit that as well. That's just my read right now. Folks, as always, appreciate you uh, listening. Thanks for being with us every day. Uh, you can join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.